Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline. You can find us at www.hisheartline.com. With God at the driver's seat, I am Jason, your co-host. You're listening to 1% or less with him. Let's get started. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. You are listening to 1% or less with Him, and that Him would be our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And God, they are the host of this show. They are in the driver's seat. They are in the captain's chair at the wheel, and they are piloting the ship. I'm just the co-host, and I'm basically the uh, Gilligan, and they're the skipper. It's a little bit of a Gilligan's Island reference, but probably a lot of you that are younger uh I won't even know what that show is. But anyway, here we go. We are going to be doing a reading of John chapter 4. It is March 4th, 2022, and want to say thank you for joining us. And for those of you who are listening to this for the first time, um, because I'm noticing more uh, downloads in different geographical areas across this country, um, hopefully I can start, you know, uh, highlighting certain countries across the uh, across the world here, because um, I can see those statistics. Who's listening from where? So, we are going to be reading out of John chapter four, and it reads: Now, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John. Although Jesus himself was not baptizing just his disciples, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to pass through Samaria, so he came to town, to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob, Jacob's well was there, and Jesus tried, and Jesus tired, excuse me, Jesus tired from his journey sat down there at the well, and it was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you do not even have a bucket, and the well is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself with his children? Jesus answered and said, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks drink the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come back. The woman answered and said to him, I do not have a husband. Jesus answered her, You are right in saying, I do not have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. But you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand because salvation is from the Jews. 
But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, and indeed the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship the spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Anointed. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking with you. At that moment, his disciples returned and were amazed that he was talking with a woman, but still no one said, What are you looking for? Or why are you talking with her? The woman left her water jar and went into town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Messiah? They went out of the town and came to him. Meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, could someone have brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. Do not say in four months the harvest will be here. I tell you, look up and see the fields ripe for the harvest. The reaper is already receiving his payment and the gatherer of, gathering of crops for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper can rejoice together. For here, for here the saying is verified that one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the work, and you are sharing the fruits of their work. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe to him in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me everything I have done. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and they stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word. And they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. Now, the next part is the return to Galilee. And it reads, After the two days he left there for Galilee, for Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his native place. When he came into Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him, since that since they had seen all he had done in Jerusalem at the feast, for they themselves had gone to the feast. Now, the next part is the second sign at Cana, and it reads, Then he returned to Cana in Galilee, where he had made the water wine. Now there was a royal official whose son was ill in Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son who was near death. Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The royal office, the royal official said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, You may go. Your son will live. The, the man believed what Jesus said to him and left. While he was on his way back, his slaves met him. And next page, and told him that his boy would live. He asked them when he began to recover. They told him the fever left him yesterday about one in the afternoon. The father realized that just at that time, Jesus had he and his whole household came together, came to believe now. This was the second sign Jesus did when he came to Galilee from Judea. And that concludes our reading.
another, well, I mean, every, listen, every miracle that Jesus does is a very miraculous and beautiful one. But in that very moment, it just goes to show you that, you know, the man who wanted Jesus to come back to heal his son, he thought that, you know, in his mind, right? He thought in his mind, physically, in the presence of his son. But, like you said, when, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just kind of reading back a little bit over here. That's why I was a little distracted here. But again, it's when Jesus said to him, you may go, your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said to him and left. Now that took a man of great faith in that very moment, in my humble estimation. Why? Because that man dropped everything he understood and realized with his own mind that he thought was to be true. And again, I'm going to repeat that, that he thought was to be true, thinking that he needed Christ to be there physically in the presence of his dying son in that same room in order to heal his son from dying. But it took great faith of that particular man, that official, that royal official, because when the man left, he believed what Jesus said, and he left with great faith. And like it said there in verse 51, while he was on his way back, his slaves met him and told him that his boy would live. And that's when he kind of started realizing, kind of tried to connect a couple dots. And that's when he asked, well, when did he start to recover? And that's when they told him, well, the fever broke yesterday about one in the afternoon. And that was exactly when that man realized, wow, like that was exactly precisely the time I had spoke with Jesus to ask him to heal my son. You know, Jesus works miracles every day. We just don't see it. <clears throat> we just don't see it. We don't realize it. At least the people that aren't believers, but Jesus and God, they're always working. Holy Spirit, always working. It's like Jesus said, his father is always at work. And because his father is always at work, so he will be always at work as well. And that's Jesus. Jesus is always working. Holy Spirit is always working around us. We just have to not only learn to pray and to spend time with Father every single day in prayer and reading the Bible, but we need to also have that faith of the mustard seed, right? We need to have faith. Not just believe in Him, but we also need to have faith that all things will be taken care of, will be provided for, will be healed by Christ Jesus and Father and the Holy Spirit. Those who don't have the faith will always continuously see trouble, in my opinion. This is an opinion of mine. So, that does conclude the reading of chapter Four in the book of John, I am reading out of the New American Bible, Revised Edition. Yes, that is the edition that has 73 books, not the 66 books that most Protestant Bibles have. It is the Hebrew 
Catholics edition. The Hebrews follow that one. Also Catholics, yes. But I do like the additional seven books. And you know what? This isn't particularly a Catholic show, but I will eventually probably read a few things from the other seven books because there is some very great wisdom in a lot of these, especially in the ecclesiastical book. Um, you know, there's the book of Maccabees. There's two of them, actually. But, um, you know, the, uh, I forgot what it was called. I think it's called the Book of Wisdom. It's a really good one as well. And so I will probably reference a few times out of there because there are some really good gems in there. And when I say good gems, I'm talking on the level that you would find in Proverbs and Psalms. Very awesome scriptures in there. You know, and, and just a little touch on that a little bit, kind of going down just a slight little mini rabbit hole. You know, those seven books, I mean, I, I've read the history and why they took them out. I guess I get it, but not really. But make no mistake, there's uh, many other books that I believe that are missing. And this is not just conspiracy. This is something that has become more of a worldwide topic and, of, you know, a, discuss, uh, um, a topic of discussion. And if you think about it, there's 66 books right now in the Protestant Bible. What's 66? Well, that's two-thirds of 100. I mean, if you think about 66.6, .6, really, two-thirds and it is said, again, not validated or verified, but it is said and believed that there are technically still a third of the books that are still missing, which would bring it up to 99 books. You know, if you're reading different portions of the Bible from Revelations and other areas that I cannot think of right now, you always hear a lot of fractions of thirds or two thirds or a third of the angels had fallen with, with Satan, or a third will be, you know, raised up and, and, and called to heaven. You know, first the dead will be saved, then the, the, the rest of the living. Only a third, if I recall correctly. You know, you see that reference, that, that fraction, that fractional uh, reference of thirds or two-thirds. Why? I, I'll be honest, I'll probably make myself seem a little crazy here, but I'll, I'll tell you right now, I believe that there's a third of the Bible missing yet. I can absolutely see that, because I've often questioned this all the time. I know Jesus didn't live a very long life, but there has to be more that Jesus spoke about. And, you know, there has to be more recorded history and, and accounts of what was done by Jesus by additional witnesses, not just the 12 apostles, but by, by many more. There has to be more. But anyway, different topic for a different day. So that concludes 1% or less with him on his hard line. And I want to say good night, good evening. Have a wonderful weekend coming up. Tomorrow's my Monday. I'm working Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So this is, tomorrow's my Monday. So boo. Have a blessed day. And we'll close us out with a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this evening, and we I pray that those who are entering their weekend, that they have a safe and wonderful, enjoyable weekend, um, at least in our region. It's supposed to be very warm, and I just pray that people are able to get out and enjoy themselves with their families and, and, uh, you know, and just enjoy the vitality they have of their good health. And we just want to say thank you for that good health that you provide for us, because without that good health, we'd have nothing else. Our health is our first wealth, and we thank you for that. We pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ, amen. That concludes 1% or less with him, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.
want to say thank you again for joining us here at His Heart Line. You just listened to 1% or less with him. Don't forget you can find us at www.hisheartline.com. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a blessed day.